At the Legislative Council meeting last week, I moved a motion criticizing the Secretary of Education Eddie Nhakim and the Education Bureau for failing to address pressing issues in education. I urged Mr. Ng to reflect deeply on himself and called on the government to improve the implementation of its education policy and increase spending on education so as to rebuild public confidence in our education system. My motion eventually was defeated. The education sector's growing frustration with the Secretary of Education is manifested in a recent survey conducted by the Hong Kong Professional Teachers Union. In the survey, members from different education sectors were asked to rate the performance of Mr. Ng and the Education Bureau on a 0 to 5 point scale. Half of the 2,800 respondents give Mr. Ng 0 point and one-third give him one point only. If 2.5 is the passing mark, 97% of the respondents think Mr. Ng failed in his job. Regarding the performance of the Education Bureau, 47% of the respondents give the EDB zero point as well. Secondary school teachers were the most dissatisfied with the performance of Mr. Ng, while kindergarten teachers have the lowest approval of the education policy in relation to the sector. The general public has also lost confidence in Mr. Ng. According to a rolling poll conducted by the University of Hong Kong, the secretary's support rating has plummeted from 12.6% in July 2012 to negative 31% this month. What has gone wrong? The answer, I think, lies in leadership. Leadership has long been an intriguing subject for statesmen, entrepreneurs and academics alike. Bad leadership, according to Harvard scholar Barbara Kellerman, can be divided into seven types of behavior, including incompetent, rigid, intemperate, callous, corrupt, insular and evil. At the very least, Mr. Ng's performance is an example of incompetence, rigidness and callousness that render his leadership ineffective. The Secretary's incompetence is, first and foremost, due to his lack of experience in education. Although he has served as Council Member of the Hong Kong Institute of Education and Chairman of the Hong Kong Examinations and Assessment Authority, Mr. Ng's work experience is primarily in human resources management. It's therefore not surprising that his suitability as Secretary of Education has been subject to question from the very beginning. Mr. Ng's incompetence is compounded by his rigidness, as shown in his inability and unwillingness to adapt to different ideas. One of the examples is the way the Education Bureau addressed the decline in secondary one population. In 2013, there were 3,500 surplus secondary one places. The EDB, however, rejected the 321 proposal put forward by the education sector and instead adopted the much weaker 211 or 111 proposal. Thus, while surplus secondary one places will further increase to 4,500 this year, the number of students allocated to each secondary one class will be reduced by only one. Consequently, 
more classes will have to be cut, and the subsequent destabilization of the education system will have adverse impacts on the teaching environment. Demographic change also affects the implementation of small class teaching in primary schools. Small class teaching has proven to improve the learning environment, enhance students' concentration, and increase teacher-student interaction. However, the Education Bureau goes against its own policy by allocating more students to each primary one class in Yunlong, Kuntong, and Taipo, despite the opposition from principals, parents, and legislative councillors. This will inevitably undermine the quality of education by transforming small classes into large classes. The situation is further complicated by the influx of. Cross-border children. Without accurate statistical data, Mr. Ng and the Education Bureau were like groping in the dark, incapable of devising a plan to address the shortage of kindergarten and primary school places in the bordering districts. Every time, Mr. Ng and his team responded to the problems only after they had turned into crises. Incompetence and rigidness only result in ineffective leadership. Is callousness, the complete disregard for the needs of the community, that makes it detrimental? Hong Kong society has long reached a consensus in support of free early childhood education. It's also included in the chief executive's Leung Chunying's election platform. Contrary to public expectations. The Secretary of Education has yet to offer a blueprint for its implementation. Teachers are the bedrock of education. The workload of teachers in Hong Kong is among the highest in East Asia, or even in the world. As a result of a decade of education reforms, they are often required to work extra hours to finish non-teaching duties. Mr. Ng, however, has turned a blind eye to the situation. Meanwhile, very few university graduates are able to secure a teaching post within the teaching establishment. More often, they are hired on short-term contracts. The lack of job security will discourage young talents from entering the teaching profession, that will, in the long term, lead to a human resources crisis. Notwithstanding all the pressing issues that requires immediate action, Mr. Ng has continued to make overseas visits. Since he took office, he has made more than a dozen visits, which cost approximately three million dollars. The number and cost of these trips he made in two years' time already exceed those of the trips made by his predecessor, Michael Sun Mingyongs. In his five-year term, yet nothing is more damaging than placing education in the service of politics. Right after he took office in July 2012, Mr. Ng pushed for forward the development of moral and national education as an independent subject, in spite of the opposition from the majority of the people. The government withdrew the program only after more than a hundred thousand people took to the street. Last month, 
Mr. Ng publicly denounced the Occupy Central movement as unlawful and warned teachers that they have to face consequences for their careers if they participate or arrange for students to participate in the movement. His remarks represent an attempt not only to interfere with professional independence, but also to create fear in the community, so as to help the government impose a sham electoral system on the people of Hong Kong. This is the worst of times. Yet there is no place for despair. Education is the basis of social progress. Those who have chosen this vocation are laying the groundwork for Hong Kong's future. We, as education workers, should remain steadfast, so that we can sail through the storm, even in the absence of the guidance of a captain.